0: Saturday, everyone. Welcome back to So Money. I'm your host, Farnush Tarabi. What do you got on the schedule today? You know, here in Brooklyn, this is probably one of our more quiet weekends uh, before the storm (laughs) enters. The the calm before the storm, as they say. We are uh, transitioning. Our apartment into a, uh, a little bit bigger place, um, which means we're going to be kicked out as construction ensues in a couple of weeks, hopefully, fingers crossed, if all goes well and on time with the contractor, which never does, but I'm hopeful. And we're going to be, um, moving out, um, moving to a sublet with a baby and movers are coming and it's, um, I'm trying not to think about it too much. I'm just trying to let the universe take its course and do as much as I can to plan and write checks, and hopefully everybody will do their job. But uh, just a little rant this Saturday morning as I embark on uh, a new episode with you guys of Ask Farnoosh. Ask Farnoosh, what's on your money mind? And you know it's Saturday, so we are going to first go to iTunes and pick a lucky winner who will receive a free 15-minute money session with me. Every week I pick one new reviewer from iTunes to uh, get a free session with me. And this week, the ticket, uh, the, the award rather, goes to um, Maeve2124. She leaves a four-star review, not five stars, but I'll take it. And she says that I recently found this podcast following Farnoosh on Twitter. I remember her from an appearance on NPR's Tell Me More podcast. Michelle Martin may be a good idea for a future guest. Yeah. Discussing the issue of making more than her husband and a book she wrote on the subject, I decided to give the podcast a try and enjoy it very much. I like the short interview format and getting a personal view of how people actually handle money and make themselves so money. I would recommend it to anyone interested in getting a handle on their money. Well, thank you very much. Sounded like a five-star review to me, but... I get it. Maybe, you know, you reserve the five stars for the exceptional. I'm proud and happy and honored that you wrote this review, Maeve 2124. Um, and she says this is a, she calls the, the review conversation about money, not a lecture. That's right. We try not to point fingers on this show and, and sound too um, authoritative, but we're all friends, right? So here's the thing, Maeve 2124, I'd love to hear from you. Email me, farnoosh at com. And I will reply back with my booking calendar and we will get on the Skype or the phone, whichever is more convenient for you, and we'll hash out whatever's on your money mind. Thanks so much. And uh, um, I, I really, I really appreciate it. Okay, let's get to our questions. And I've got a lot, I've got comments too. So I'm going to get. Try to get through everything as poss- as much as I can today before uh, going too over time. You know, I like to keep these episodes shorter than the weekly episodes, the Monday through Friday episodes, because it's the weekend. And uh, after a while, just hearing my voice for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, I get tired of it. I'm sure you do, too. So let's get through these as quickly as we can. Amy says, I'm 34, and I'm saving 14% of my salary in a 401k, 403b, as well as a Roth IRA and an emergency fund outside of work. My salary is minimal compared to most people my age. I also work a part-time job to pick up extra money. I try to live frugally, but I'm still worried that I'm going to be in trouble when retirement comes. What are your thoughts? Well, Amy, my thoughts are the following. You're fine. You're doing great. Stop worrying. I think that 14% of your salary at your age is wonderful, and you've got a diverse number of of allocations for your for your retirement uh, savings. you got the 401k, the 403b, the Roth IRA, which is a great uh, tax-sheltered, so sort, of, sort of tax-sheltered retirement plan that, you know, in the future when you withdraw, you don't have to uh, pay taxes on those withdrawals. And so you say you're also hustling, you got a part-time job to pick up money, you live frugally. I'd say you get an A-plus in my book. And so... That's all I got to say about that. I mean, I assume that you've been doing this good, this good habit, this good work of saving for a while. That if you're if you just embarked on saving for retirement at 34, I'd say, well, maybe you need to pick up the slack a little bit. But if this has been kind of your your mode, your modus operandi for a while, then I'd say, uh, thumbs up, two thumbs up, and um, and yeah, I'm gonna move on now because. I mean, am I right, guys? List gals? I mean, this is, she's pretty perfect as far as retirement goes. And here's the thing I think, I, I will say that um, because we talk so much about the lack of retirement pre- preparation that people have, that you start to wonder well, am I prepared? Am I doing okay? So I, I can, I understand where the, the insecurity might come from, but I mean, just learning what you're what you're doing, I think you're on track. And if you want to revisit, I think the important thing for you to do is really envision what does retirement mean for you? Where are you going to live? How much stuff are you going to have? What do you want to do? Do you want to work part-time a little bit, not at all? So I would say envision retirement, understand what the implied costs may be, you can't figure it all out right now, but just do some estimates and work backwards. And if you feel as though what you're doing right now is on track to meet those financial goals, then then you're uh, you're good to go. Jerry asks, "Hi, Farnoosh, great podcast. Um, I listen to it when I work out. All right, it's like you know, working out and getting financial inspiration at the same time. I'd say that's quite the multitasking." I followed you when you did webcasts on financial fitness a while back. Then, a year or two ago, I finally signed up for Twitter. I found you there and began to follow you. It's only recently that I discovered the world of podcasts. I'm a late bloomer. Well, you know what, Jerry? I'm a late bloomer, too. I only discovered – well, I can't say I only discovered podcasts a while ago, but I feel just even having this show since January, I'm very late to the game. But I'm happy we've connected. And he goes on to say, anyway, I found your podcast very insightful and of great value. Thank you. You have excellent guests that make the show so much more fun. Will you do a show on you asking yourself the money moments and rapid fire questions? Thanks, Jerry. Yeah, actually, I I think I will. And I think what's holding me back or just kind of delaying this is that I want to find the right kind of... Person to ask me the questions, I kind of feel like this might merit an opportunity to invite someone cool on the show to flip the script and ask me the questions. So I don't know, let me know who you think should that person should be. Maybe it's a, an existing podcast host, maybe it's um, and I was just on um, Joe Paul Sahi's uh, what podcast the other day, the you know, stacking Benjamins. A lot of you listen to that podcast too. I'll be on his show, or maybe. You've already heard it by the time this airs. I think it's airing in two weeks, actually. And I was a guest on his show answering his listeners' questions. So maybe I'll invite him on my show to ask me those questions that I ask my guests. But uh, thanks for planning the seed, Jerry. I will definitely do this at some point. It's just a matter of format, figuring out how I want to execute it. But um, I'd love to (laughs) answer my own questions. I think that would be fun. Karine asks, hey, Farnoosh, I love your podcast. I don't know how I found you, but I'm thrilled that I did. Me too. Thank you. She says, I get inspiration, solid advice, and learn about alternatives. My question is, what can a senior citizen do when they have lost it all through failed investments? I'm a professional 64-year-old single woman who invested heavily in several businesses and working to keep one that I own afloat. Due to clients' bankruptcies, I have no real debt and have had to defer a lot of income from my business. I short sale a short sale the house, and I rent now. I'm hopeful, and I made a plan. Well, Kareem, I'm sorry to hear about this. I think, um, you know, you're hanging in there. I I I hear it in your in your words. I sense it from your words that you know you're very, um, you're determined. You're making a plan. I would say, uh you're 64, that's still very, I mean, it's not very young, but it's, you're not old, old, you know, you're, you're doing well, you're, you're active, you're running a business. And if there is a way to somehow, you know, with this business that you're keeping afloat, maybe it's a matter of closing the doors and just cutting your losses sooner than later and starting fresh um, and I'm sure you have so much experience that perhaps it's not now that you enter a new business of your own that maybe you go in and you help other businesses that are already established and you take that kind of you know risk burden off your plate of being a, an entrepreneur at 64. I think that what is awesome about, You and your career experience is that now you have so much to offer existing businesses, right? You can go in and say, I can consult you. I can come in as like a turnkey operator. I've been there. I know how businesses work. Maybe that's an area to focus your energy on is to isolate a few companies that you want to go in and and propose being a, a consultant, maybe on retainer. And, you know, the existing business that you have, maybe you just sort of, Phase that out uh, because that sounds like it's probably a sort of a source of stress for you, and that's not what you want to be dealing with at this stage in your life. You want to be enjoying your life, you know. You want to have enjoy the fruits of your labor. So, uh, but it sounds like you do still need to make money. So I would say try to look at maybe becoming more of a consultant and putting to rest uh, the current business that you have, slowly untangling that and just, you know, um, calling it quits there. Because it sounds like it's a lot of stress. There's a lot of risk. Um, it sounds like you're dependent on your clients. Um, so maybe you can turn it around a little bit and be more in control and go out there and find a few clients of your own that will pay you on retainer and the money's there and you don't have to worry about, you know... Um, all the other extras that come along with running your own business. I hope that makes sense. Um, But that might be something you're already planning out. And I uh, would definitely, if I were you, that's what I would explore. And then just you know, plan on working for at least another five, seven, maybe 10 years. It sounds like you're healthy and good spirits, able-bodied. Take advantage of that um, because uh, that could be your ticket to financial freedom at this stage in your life. Katie asks, hey, Farnish, I love the podcast. Due to you, I'm actually passionate to learn more about personal finance for the first time. The downside is, is that I'm anxious about getting my finances in order. I have debt from grad school, $40,000 at six and a half percent, but I have a good paying job and I'm so slowly, uh, but I have a good paying job, so I'm slowly eating away at them, the loans, while contributing the max amount that my employer matches to my 401k. All right, thumbs up. There's not a lot of extra money since I live in LA, but every bit helps. I hear a lot about student loan refinancing. Can you talk about what that means and whether it's worth it for me to refinance? Thanks. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, $40,000 at 6.5%. You might be able to find a better loan out there uh, that could might be a lower interest rate. I'm, I don't know. It's worth shopping around. And I assume this is maybe a private loan um, just based on the... This interest rate—it doesn't sound like it's a government loan, um, but you—if uh, you're really, really determined to get out of debt this year or in the next 12 to 18 months, which you might be able to, just you know, just depends on how you kind of stack up your money and allocate your money. There are um, private loans that you might be able to take out that are uh, less have a smaller interest rate, and you can roll this current debt into that, and uh, basically get a private loan, use that loan to pay off your current student loan, and then the private loan becomes your new effective student loan, maybe a lower interest rate. Um, There are websites out there that can help you find ways to consolidate. I just want to hop onto my computer right now and make sure I identify them correctly. But um, SoFi or SoFi.com, S-O-F-I.com is uh, one place where they say fixed rates start at 3.5% and variable rates start as low as 1.9% APR. And this is a site that's dedicated to reducing the cost of your student loans. So this sounds, it, I, whether you do, I would prefer you do a fixed rate. I don't like variable rate loans because there's that risk of, well, how high could they go? Um, so maybe 3.5% is still like half of what you're paying currently almost. So that would be something that I would look into. SOFI.com. And then there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of other resources online. You can also go shopping around at various banks. They might have different offers. And a really great website to learn more about, just in general, student loan consolidation, is finaid.org, F-I-N-A-I-D dot But certainly I think that there might be some opportunities for you to refinance. I like the idea of refinancing because essentially it lowers, hopefully will lower your interest rate and, or at least... Um, Maybe sometimes you can refinance by stretching the term of the loan, which doesn't save you money in the long run, but it does lower your monthly payments. So if you need some wiggle room for now as you are struggling to get on your feet, that could be helpful. And then as you start to make more money, you can be more aggressive. I would say start paying double down down on those student loans so you're not paying as much interest. All right, and Shiraz asks, Odd question in your intro. What does it? What does double your double coupons mean? <laughs> my husband actually came up with that phrase, and I loved it when he said it, and I I was like giggling the whole time. And so I thought that's got to go in my my copywriting, my copy uh, script for the intro. Essentially, what I was trying to get at with the double your double coupons is like you know the extreme couponing craze, which uh, a lot of people um, are obsessed with you know couponing and and I get couponing to an extent but I find that for people who are couponing is like a lifestyle and you know for them they ju- they justify spending hours and hours and hours a day cutting coupons because they feel like they're making money because they're able to save and like gaming the couponing system so that they can go to the stores that are tripling their coupons or doubling their coupons so I don't think you can actually double your double coupons but it was really more just to say like if you're into couponing, the extreme kind of couponing, this show is not for you. And so I took a little bit of poetic license with that phrase because I actually don't think that can, you can do that. You can you can double your coupons. You can triple your coupons. But can you double your double coupons? Probably not. But I thought it was just funny and it had alliteration. So there you go. That's the process. That was the behind the scenes of that uh, little phrase uh, popping up in my intro. Um And it's not an odd question. I think it was a valid question. I was actually waiting for someone to finally ask me. But uh, I hope it gives you a good laugh. It gives me a giggle. And that's a wrap, guys, gals, for Saturday, June 13th, episode 153 of ask Farnoosh. Thank you so much to Amy and Jerry and Kareen and Katie and Shiraz. And a special thanks to Mave 2124 for your review. Don't forget, email me, Farnoosh at moneypodcast.com. And hey, if you have, if you're listening and you're like, I want to ask Farnoosh your question, how do I do that? Uh, very simple. Hop onto somoneypodcast.com, click on Ask Farnoosh. And there you go. There, there is the template for you to do that. And starting on Monday, um Got some exciting news. Uh, Well, I think it's exciting. I'm going to be doing some reruns of the top hits from the show. So we got Tony Robbins on Monday, Tim Ferriss on Tuesday, Seth Godin on Wednesday, Danielle Laporte on Thursday, and Gretchen Rubin, author of The Happiness Project and the new book Better Than Before, on Friday. So I decided to take the week to do a little refresh and uh, and uh, you know air some oldies but goodies, especially for those of you who've just joined the podcast. Recently, in recent months or in recent weeks, you know, a lot of the earlier podcasts from January, February, March um, were really, really fun and popular. So I wanted to, you know, just shed a little light on them again and truthfully give myself a break. <laughs> yes, let's be honest. I need a little bit of a break. Uh, it's the summer too, and I thought, you know, it's a more appropriate time to be a little more. Um, laid back with the podcast a little bit just air some reruns for one week and give myself a little bit of time to catch up and probably you too because I know that listeners are having a hard time (laughs) catching up with all the daily episodes but uh, yeah just wanted to give you guys a heads up about that I'm very excited to re-air those episodes hope you enjoy them for the second time or in some cases the first time if you've never heard them that is a wrap thank you so much for tuning in I hope your Saturday's fantastic I hope it's so money